Welcome to the show. Me? Uh, yeah. Or everybody? Uh, just you for now. Them later. Them later? Yes. Well, thank you for... Yeah, you're first. That, oh, really? You're co-host. I'm co-host? We're coast. We're coastings? We're coastings. And we're co- cousins. We're coasting cousins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 26 of the IFNZ podcast. That's true. Every People's uh, every people's podcast. Every people's podcast that we called uh, the people's podcast by many publications. Yeah, that's true. On a regular basis, absolutely. Um, uh, one I can think of is uh, Tech Insider. <laughs> is that a thing? TechInsider.com. Yeah. Uh, BG BGR uh, CNET <laughs> called us the most popular. Podca- See, that's a real thing. Yeah, they called us the most popular tech podcast of 2019. That's weird, because we don't typically fall into that tech category. We don't, but they think we do. They, they, uh, they're really trying... To, they, they was, it was a list of the top podcasts, Yeah, and they said, you won't believe who number seven is. Did you say for 2010? 2019. Oh. <laughs> they, they, you won't believe who number seven is. It was somebody else because we were number one. I <laughs> got you. Yeah. They're not important. That makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, since we are the top, we have to have some like real interesting things to talk about. Yeah, tech-related. One of those tech-related things that we're going to talk about is the top 10 indoor activities oh. that you can do to beat the winter boredom. I love beating winter boredom. Yes. Uh, this is... Uh, uh, I'm going to cite activekids.com as our source. <laughs> Again, they were they rated us. <laughs> it, we're only we're only at a fistful of days. Yeah, a couple fistful of days Before into 2019. We're, yeah, we're number one top rated podcast on ActiveKids.com, <laughs> and this is the list they made so that way we could uh, yeah. cite them. So I I mean they kind of you have to go okay. This is ActiveKids.com, <laughs> but they do put in the headline. To beat winter boredom, so like there, I mean, come on, that's that's a masturbation reference right there in the headline. I doubt it, but you know, cool. Go ahead. Um, indoor rock climbing. Yeah, have you done that? Um, I feel like I probably have at some point in my life. Probably like a, not even during the winter. I've never rock climbed. Ever, no. Period. I um, mean, not one of those fake rocks. No, I mean no? not not like a rock climbing wall. I've climbed a rock before. Yeah. yeah. I have too. I went rock climbing once. Uh, I climbed on the back of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I climbed some rocks on a on a hiking trail. Yes. I've and done I that. I cut my finger. That's not from that. <laughs> right there. That's a knife. Uh, that I don't know how to use sometimes. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get very far before I cut my finger. What's number two on their list? Number two on the list is a trampoline park. I've done one of those. Recent, yeah? Not, like, not recently, recently, but within the past few years, we went to one for... Somebody's uh, Bachelor party. party. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. It was, uh, the, I think, it was, yeah, it was the next day of for, uh, for Nathan mm. Jackson. Hopefully nobody was drinking, because I don't think trampoline parks and drinking no, would go together but they well. do have adult night at trampoline park where they do serve alcohol. <sighs> that How like cool would that be? Throw up time. Just Ugh. drinking a sweet Bud Light <laughs> and, and jumping, on jumping on a trampoline, <laughs> playing like trampoline dodgeball, jumping off into foam pits. I don't like that. Table tennis, you could do. That sounds horrible. Also known as ping pong. Yep. Ping pong. Bowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to bowl. That kid's trying real hard. I'm a frequent bowler. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I say frequent, like maybe a couple times a year. 
I don't know. I think the last time I bowled was like four or five years ago at least. Mm. It's been a minute. I think that as we get older, we should be like in a bowling league. I lied. It was like 10 years ago. (laughs) I remember the last time I went bowling. It was before me and Maddie were even married. (laughs) It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I knew that Um, was going to (laughs) happen. It just happens. It happens. It's just a thing. I like that they were doing this and this is the news episode. Yeah, I mean, this is news. It is. It's topical. It is topical. Um, Just like a good fine cream. (laughs) Rub it on the skin. Uh, Futsal, which is called indoor soccer. I don't know. That must be a kid thing because I don't think adults do indoor soccer. Futsal? Yeah, it says futsal. Is it like football, but we're inside, so we have to give it a different name? Yes. Football. I don't know. Football versus futsal. Um, You can also have a dance party. (laughs) (laughs) Dance parties are, you know. (laughs) A little little, little hint for you guys. That's every day of my life. (laughs) I like that. That keeps your winter boredom away. Yeah, it does. Um, You can do it a do-it-yourself obstacle course. That's... Again, every day of my life. I feel like we are... Ever since we've had the baby, it's like there's all these kinds of different mats and toys and stuff. And you I'm have just to hop over. Hop over, and then I'm just like, get mad, and I'm just kind of like, okay, this is going into another room, because she's not using this until yeah. like the next day, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, obstacle course. Yep. Uh, you can have a balloon ball game. What is that? How, is, how do you balloon ball? Uh, it's beautifully simple. Oh. Only a child could have created it. Sure. All you have to do is keep a balloon from touching the ground. Oh, that's just a game of uh, don't let it touch the ground. Yeah. You do that with any other ball. Absolutely. Not even just a balloon. Balloons are easier. That's like beginner. Don't let it touch the ground. It's balloon ball. That's uh, every Nickelback concert uh, <laughs> wherever they have the beach ball. Oh, you could have a noodle sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> you could. That mom looks pissed. <laughs> I don't. I would recommend if you have kids not do a noodle sword fight. And my favorite, which should have been number one, is laser tag. Yeah, but I mean, at your house, like with the ones you buy, or is this? You this can. looks like they went out. This definitely looks like they went out, and I recommend I mean, going I w- out. I would assume the trampoline park is also not in the house. That's valid. <laughs> That's valid. I mean, I'm just trying to make my own point. I love. Don't do laser tag in the house either. Just go <laughs> elsewhere. When that was in the mall, that was the fucking shit. Oh, yeah. is it is it out of the mall now? It's been out of the mall for probably 15 plus years. Oh, I meant Marion Mall. No, I meant... You meant Carbondale. I meant Carbondale. That was cool. I think I did Times it once. Times Square, maybe, and like then a birthday party. right beside Times Square. We used to go quite a bit with... Uh, we would go like watch a movie in the evening. Uh, me and you? Not me and you. Oh. Like me and Matt and Nathan, all those mm. guys. Like we would go watch a movie, and then uh, Dad would take us over to... The laser tag place. Yeah. The razor. That was the place that, like, they had, like, a whole total, like, obstacle course and stuff that was in it, too, that you had to, like, you could, like, hide. I remember having the vest on and, like, hiding whenever in in the place where the fog machine would be about to spray out. So it'd just be, like, and I would just be, like, fucking ducked and covered in the fog. Yeah. Nobody would see me. They'd just walk by and I'd just be like, you'd win. Yeah. You're a winner. I was. Um, That's my favorite by far. It's yeah. definitely the laser tag. That, that should be. A, that is a good number one. That was total totes my goats. No, I'm glad they saved that for last. Do you have any news? Um, I have for me news. that you have brought to the table. The the I would say it's not a round table. This is a, a uh, the it, desk of discussion. It is the the D of D. The D of D's. Uh huh. The desk of discussion. The dod. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have news. How about you? You got? I news? do. I got news. Tell me some of your news at my dod. Um. Well, at the dod, <laughs> the. Uh, I, I do want to bring up so the the PlayStation plus 
The what do you tell me about PlayStation? <laughs> the PlayStation Classic. Yes. Uh, uh, is you can get it for sixty bucks just about anywhere now. Uh-huh. Um, Some would call that uh, price drop because it was a failure. Yeah, a little bit, and yeah. uh, so it seems like that for sure. Um, Way you have the Nintendo Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic mm-hmm. still going for their release price, maybe ten dollars down. No, they're still the same. Still release yeah. price. Actually, um, at GameStop, since they still have difficulties getting them into the stores, sometimes yeah. they they actually sell theirs online. I've seen like the. NES Classic used to just be 60 and I think they're selling it for 80 now. Wow. But it is now, I think, officially uh, about to be completely discontinued for both. Gotcha. They said that it was going to do it throughout the holiday season. I don't know when the exact cutoff date is, but they did say come time for 2019 they would be doing no production anymore for gotcha. the NES and the SNES Classic. So. There's no reason to keep production on it. No, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it, it's it's making the money. It's not Absolutely. like they're not selling it. That's why it's staying consistent. Mm-hmm. just selling out everywhere. Yeah. Which, and probably, I imagine, as like we had talked on previous episodes, uh, the, the maybe the thought is that now that everybody has the Classic that's probably going to buy the Classic... They're gonna start hitting that that eShop up a little bit more on the yeah, Switch. I, I think they like will that. eventually. I, I still think that they'll probably try to do at least an N sixty four classic before they try yeah. and drop some of that stuff. I could see them holding off another almost year yeah. before they start trying to do stuff. I mean, the NES library on the Nintendo Switch Online stuff is still growing. Mm-hmm. Like they still add games yes. every single week. And uh I think they've even only, this week. Yeah, even this week they added in a few. I think last week they added in like Warrior Woods. Uh, I'm trying to think. They have alternate versions of other games they've been putting out too. So there was another like plus version. Yeah, or like, like plus that? version of like the original Legend of Zelda. And that just like does that just go directly to like boss fights or something like that? Or I don't know. I'm not it sure. It did something. I didn't, I I didn't actually go into it to actually check it out. I just remember seeing it on my like the full library as it kind of yeah gumbled out. Yeah, but. I think this week we got um, a couple. Of, we got uh, Zelda two. Yes. And then we got some sort of game I hadn't heard of before. Something about a maybe a bubble or... Bubble Bobble? Uh, uh, the Master Blaster. Master Blaster. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we get there. They actually re-released uh, Master Blaster as Master Blaster Zero whenever the Switch... One of, it was one of the first uh, titles you could download on the market. Gotcha. Whenever it first came out. Yeah, those come out on the 16th. Um, cool. Is when when we get Zelda 2 and Blastamasta. Going on there, um, bluster muster. What what kind of which got? Uh, one of the first news little topic boys that I've brought to you, mm-hmm. my dear friend. Brought to you by news. Brought to you by news by uh, by news people. Uh, Death Stranding was te- teased by Kojima um, in a Japanese gaming magazine. Magazine he's quoted as saying, "Is the year is it the year of the whale? Look for Death Stranding soon." Hinting at a possible 2019 release. Whenever everybody nice. was thinking they were going to mm-hmm. try and hold off for the PS5, so that's got me super excited. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, that's probably like one of my most anticipated games. What's the whale? What's that have to do? With uh, it? It's because of in the game, whenever your character dies, at least that's what I've kind of determined from watching the trailers and stuff. Whenever your character actually like dies in the game, um, you don't die physically like in the world you get pulled into this like weird almost underwater-esque world it's like a flipped negative world and it's almost like your your character's underwater um 
and you can actually like traverse this world to try and find your way back out into your body. Cool. So it's like you still continue to play even whenever you do die. But there's a whale there's a, going on there. Too. I, it's because of the underwater. There's actually like whales that it looks like they're flying kind of because it's all mm. there's some of those. It does. You're not physically underwater. It's just everything has the physics of like it is being underwater. So like, like the, the tree, everything's almost. yeah, kind of like the upside down. Like the the trees and everything are like doing this weird mm-hmm. waviness. There are sea creatures like giant whales and dolphins and stuff that look like they're kind of flying in the air. That's and cool. you have to wear like a almost like a submersive outfit to keep yourself safe while you're dead. Gotcha. Um, I would while assume that dead. that probably we keep you safe while you're dead. Keep you safe while you're dead. That's Beetlejuice's motto. <laughs> Tell me a news. Um, so we. Just released a, uh, a humble bundle. Me and you did. Uh, we didn't uh, <laughs> of uh, comics. Yeah. So uh, which they do a lot of times. One could even say maybe if not every other week, uh, maybe once a month you get a nice comics bundle coming out of humble bundle. Yep. Uh, this one is a deadly class one. Um, did you get a chance to read any deadly class yet? Not yet. Um, Justin's gonna be getting diving his toe and and by diving I mean dipping. His toe in the deadly <laughs> class. I will be um, here shortly. Uh, but this is a bundle of deadly class issues one through thirty-five, uh, which is also volumes one through seven, uh, getting you all cut up for issue thirty-six. And uh, this is all in celebration of the sci-fi show that we talked about yeah. when we were talking about our tops. Actually, I showed that uh, that trailer to Mandy for that episode yeah. for the show and stuff. She's really interested cool. in it too. So we might be starting to watch that together when it actually releases. Releases. I recommend it. Uh, but you can essentially get everything um, that's you're getting you pretty caught up, up to I think yeah I think it actually is it finishes uh, Love Like Blood which is the last kind of overarching story that has a four parter, uh, so it finished that that up on issue thirty five, thirty six I don't even think is out yet or maybe coming out this month. Okay. Uh, so that gets you caught up and I think it's like eighteen bucks or fifteen bucks to get the whole kit and caboodle. Um, yeah, kitten and a caboodle. What does that even mean? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. But it's a kit and caboodle, but yeah. I always say kitten caboodle. Yeah, I do too. Like a baby cat. But uh, they also sell like a cat food that's also called kitten caboodle, no I think, shit. as well. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Humble Bundle, go check that out. Um, by the time this episode's drop, you should have about another week still to, to ponder on whether you want to spend about 15 bucks and have some fucking awesome story. Sweet teats. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yes. I like it. You like that? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, there's a company called RetroArc. Uh, they're an emulation developer. They're creating a front... They create like front-ended builds for gaming consoles as an emulation. Uh, most of them have to be jailbroken almost, kind of like what they would do like an iPhone, so you can actually add other apps that mm. aren't on iPhones and stuff. They do jailbreaking for that. Yeah. Um, the, they've been able to do that before with like the Wii, the Wii U now. Wii. Uh, yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> uh, they, I think it was in October. They just got uh, the switch open to put a front-ended emulator in it. So it's basically, it's like you're cracking open the switch. You're putting a homebrewed software onto it, mm-hmm. um, and then you're able to just put in whatever emulation that you want on there, whether it be. Uh, you know, classic games like NES, SNES libraries, whatever it may be, all the way up to, like, I think I've seen ones that are for, like, 64 and GameCube games and stuff that you're able to run on there. And they've got that open up on the Switch now. Um, Every other console, you have to do, like, a crack or a jailbreak for it to open it up. But 
they just announced that at the beginning of 2019, they're working on one for the Xbox One. And the Xbox One, since it has a developer mode, you will not have to break it open. Oh, that makes uh, sense. The developer mode is a one-time fee, I think it is, that you actually pay to Microsoft. And it basically opens up the Xbox to where if you were going to make like an indie game or something, you could use its hardware by plugging it like into your computer to do whatever you want to to kind of... You know, just like what you would do on a PC, yeah. basically. I think it's only like 19 bucks. You pay that fee. Um, it's probably just so everybody's not willy-nilly doing I, that. A couple of weeks ago, they actually had developer option open for people to download for free on the Microsoft site. Just so you could like actually test just download, it out. I guess, yeah. Hmm. But it was just you didn't have to pay a subscription or anything like that or whatever it may be. Right now, uh, whenever I went back and looked at it, it's just the $19. It's a flat rate fee, though. You don't pay a monthly anything for it. You just pay the $19. That's it. That opens up the developer options, and then once their actual software comes out for you to use, since it's already in a developer mode, you just have to put that software from, just download it, because it has a browser on the Xbox. Um, uh, yeah. Just download it from the browser on Microsoft Edge on there, and then once it's downloaded and put onto the Xbox, you can open up the files and everything like that, since you have developer nice. options open, mm-hmm. and you could just put whatever emulation you want on that one as well. So I am super excited for it, because I have that xbox in the living room yeah. that i use in there so i'll probably end up doing something like that to That's check it out neat. Pretty, it's neat. pretty neat pretty sneak but i've never heard of retro arc as a as a developer uh, they have another name i think it's like liberato or something like that that's that's what their twitter handle is that you can read all the news and hmm. updates and stuff that it comes out on but uh yeah definitely super excited i don't want to interesting I get scared whenever somebody says something like jailbreak or hack for something yeah. because if something goes wrong, that was the way mm-hmm. I never did it with my Wii because people are like, oh, it's so easy and it's basically like foolproof now. But I still had seen videos and stuff somewhere where somebody was trying to jailbreak their Wii to put the homebrew software on there. And instead of actually working, they did it wrong and it bricks your Wii to yeah. where you can't use it, period. That's, yeah. So I don't want to lock out a console, and I know this isn't going to do it because yeah. all I have to do is just because you're in you're in a, a you're in, I'm in a developer mode. I'm basically something. opening up files on like I would on a computer, but with my console. It was provided by the manufacturer. Yeah, you're just maybe uh, misplacing, not misplacing, miss not not even miss. You're using it differently than it was intended. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um. So in kind of in tandem with that, but not really. Oh. Um, I'm sure you heard that uh, that Mad slightly Mad Studios has yeah. uh, drawn a line and and uh, been like uh, I got it in my in my news as well. Okay, we're gonna do something. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, so Madbox, uh, which is what slightly Mad Studios have they done anything before? They are this? the developers of Project Cars racing games. Oh. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just a strictly a game developer. They've never made oh, hardware. Wow. So this is a software company branching out and making hardware now. And so they, they've got like prototype images of certain things like actually like in the kit. Cool. That I've seen already too. So this is ahead. kind of like a, a they, they've made an announcement that just says um, all of the, the steps that your PlayStations and your Xboxes and whatever are taking are baby steps. Mm-hmm. And... We can take you to the next level. And really, they didn't even say that the other companies couldn't. It's just that they were taking it in such a slow steps that they're like, come on, guys. We can do this faster, and we're gonna. We're gonna do this thing called a Madbox. Yeah. And they've they've since kind of released some images of what a Madbox could potentially look like. Right. Um, what it would have under the hood a little bit, and kind of what they're 
looking forward to. It didn't really seem like they would be coming out with something like this in 2019 either. I don't think it's anticipated as a full release as of just yet. Yeah. They're, this is this is hardware that they're working on. Yeah. Still, they just released prototype images. They released prototype specs. But yeah, I mean, they're basically calling out the big three. Yeah. You know, not Nintendo so much yeah. because Nintendo does do their own they thing. They play their own thing. They play their own thing. They do whatever they want to because that's that's just how Nintendo always has been. Absolutely. We'll talk more about that in the news a little bit later okay. too because cool. I got something about that. Um but for the big two, you know, for PlayStation 5 or Xbox, whatever the next one's going to be called. Yeah. Um, but for, for them in particular, yeah, they do take baby steps. I understand building upon certain things because it is kind of hard to condense all of this hardware that is intended to be inside of a full fucking PC rig. Yeah. And then breaking it down and putting it inside the box this big mm -hmm. is really intimidating and kind of hard to do. But at the same time, they're right. I mean, like, if they were able to be like, we're just going to make it basically like the size of a miniature computer, mm -hmm. they could put it wherever the fuck they wanted to and it sell for whatever price point they wanted yeah. to at that point, too. Which seems like the Madbox looks a little bit like yours that we're sitting next to as far as, like, size-wise, the rig. I, I, I don't the, know the actual... Like, the pictures make it look like it's only, like, a miniature A little bit shorter. Piece of, yeah, it's shorter. Gotcha. But it still is probably about as wide. Um... But you're looking at something that is guaranteed, what they said spec-wise, to run 120 to 60 to 120 frames easily yeah. in a 4K resolution. Um, the hardware is going to end up having whatever the top graphics card is going to be at that time. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're looking at the GeForce 2080 um, TIs. That's they they said that they would put that in there. Obviously, it's powerful enough to what run whatever the fuck you need to run it on, <laughs> including 4K gaming at a smooth speed. Um, they're already like saying like this is all built and intentional for VR as well. Yeah. They want to have VR bundled and built into the actual box. Yeah. So that way it's basically almost like a plug and play. You just set up your setup for the VR and then put your headset on, have your controllers and you're good to go. Um, they're just trying to say like, you know, we don't want to fuck around. We know we can do this mm -hmm. and we can do it better than the other companies. Seems intriguing. I've heard other companies though before in the past try to do this. That's shit. what I was gonna ask you. So like say. like uh like the Ouya. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. that. I at don't all. remember that. It was a very short lived thing mm -hmm. that they were trying to be competitive in the in in the console market. They put it out, and whenever they put it out, it was basically the only thing that it ran, and that it still can run. I, I think it's everything on there's canceled now because you can't even download games on it now because it's completely okay. like shut down. But whenever it was out, it was basically just like. Here's the Android Google Play Store. And you could download whatever you want to <laughs> off of it and play whatever you want to. And this thing's going to play. It is really slow, first oh. and foremost. The controller was a meh. But at the same time, that was basically all it was. You play ports of whatever games were allowed to be on the Google Play Store, and it was just games that were only on there. Gotcha. So at the time, whenever it released, it was just like, cool. Angry Birds is like a really popular thing. You can play Angry Birds on your console at home now because with the, with the Ouya, you know, they didn't have ports of like Final Fantasy games. They didn't have the yeah. cool Kingdom Hearts port, you know, for like Union Cross or sure, any of that yeah. shit was on there. It was just what that was. It was just whatever small games were on there at the yeah. time. So it was very limited. So essentially, it was just like Bluetooth. It was like putting your like a, a screen mirror on your TV from your phone. Yeah. With like, like a literally, Bluetooth like controller. A lot, honestly, yeah. You could probably have more power behind your phone than what this console had. Your phone that you have now has more the, power yeah. than what that has. And then just stream it, like screen mirror it with like Chromecast or something and you would have basically the exact same thing. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. And I guess the thing with Madbox specifically or with the, with the Slightly Mad is like they have to have the backing of... Like it's not... 
cool it's going to do all these things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to play... It's not going to play PS4 games. It's not going to yeah. play Xbox games. Right. It's going to play whatever. It's more going to probably be PC. It's just going to be a, a, a console it's, it's version only, of yeah, a It's PC. almost going to have basically a miniature version of what like a Steam library or yeah. what the Epic Games Store is starting to do now. And mm-hmm. you'll have those games that will be put onto it, I would assume. But I like that they're, I like that they're potentially uh, urging the other companies to speed things up. It seems like... Um, Maybe they're implying that these these uh, the big two of Xbox and PlayStation could be putting more in their consoles, but right. maybe go ooh we'll do that on a an Xbox One S or we'll do that on a on a PS Five Pro. You know that we're gonna release two versions of these. That way we're not we're not giving them everything right away. Yeah, because there's a cash grab in there where they could yes, be absolutely. And it, and that's, it, that's how it, it is now. And sl- and slightly mad. And like, it hasn't been messing that, around. It hasn't been that way since the probably the last generation. That's true. Yeah, I would say that like because you got with PlayStation Three. I mean, you I got guess a maybe releases. technically to a certain extent from Sony, you would have that kind of in a way. It didn't really do anything differently for you though. So whenever the PS Two was, was released. They had the PS2 Mini, but yeah. I mean, it was the exact same thing. They was coming out with a smaller, smaller version. version of it. Yeah. So the PS3 had that, you know, with the smaller, slimmer versions of the game console that would release, but it did have expanded storage. The Xbox, whenever they released the 360, because the Xbox One never had alternate versions, just like you could buy it and it has a green skin oh. on the top. You know, the shell's green, just it's not colors. black. Yeah. yeah, same thing with the GameCube. GameCube never had variations, and yeah. ne- neither did the Nintendo, truly. But PlayStation 3 had variations, Xbox uh, 360 had variations, I had the original one, they released the Elite model that was actually had a faster processor and so it would go faster, um, and the storage was always expandable, so yeah. they would change the expandable storage on there. Then you had the uh, the other Elite that came out that had the, uh, the touch screen, uh, the touch power button on the front, um, had the same processing speed, but then the hardware... Uh, the hard drive storage was in the back at that point in time, and it was uh, internal or external technically, but it was internal. You yeah. could actually pull it out and put it back in. Same mm. thing what they did with the PlayStation Three eventually, but it wasn't until this generation that we hit where everything was just blown out of proportion with the different versions. Yeah, we had the Xbox One, we had the PS Four. Yeah, the PS Four had the mini version. Xbox One made the S, which incorporated the 4K. And then they were like, oh shit, we need to incorporate 4K. Here's the PS4 Pro. Yeah. Slightly bulky. Looks like a cheeseburger. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's going to be way better. Cool. We got an even better version that does more 4K. It's faster and you can put 4K <laughs> discs in it. Xbox One X. Yeah. We're just getting out of control now. You could have done this from the beginning. You yes. could have just gave us all this shit at the beginning. Yeah. Whenever that came out, we already knew 4K was about to be a thing. That's true, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, it would have made things a lot more expensive. But they sold them for all the same, like... Whenever it starts off, I think the original Xbox One was, I think, 500 whenever it started. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One S was 400 and went down. That's and then right. the Xbox One X now, because they're boasting all of this 4K, and it is an impressive console. There's, like, hardly any lag on my Xbox One X. Wow. It's, it's a really good console. And an awesome build for what's what size it is. You know, it's, it's all contained in such a small device. But... You know, five hundred dollars again. They're able to get the money out of everybody as soon as it comes out because they're just like, it's new tech. It's new tech. It's new tech. It must be four or five hundred dollars at least, right? Yeah, yeah. Which and I'm, I won't be, wouldn't be surprised, I guess, with these next gens as they come out, um, especially if we're we're not seeing nineteen, but we're seeing like twenty twenty potentially. Um, that that price point goes up even more because I'm thinking about like we got the the iPhone ten. 
And that yeah. was the first time we saw a thousand dollar price point on a phone. Yeah, they already announced that the that new foldable Samsung phone that yeah. they've been teasing and stuff that it may have a release window as early as March or April. I saw that. And that the price point for it starting off is like eighteen hundred yes. fucking dollars. Yeah. That is for a phone. I get that it folds into a fucking tablet, <laughs> but at the same time, that's a phone. It dude. folds in half, though, Justin. Come on. I get it. You know, it is really neat, though. I I, I like the idea behind it and everything. Yeah. It's, it is like basically un, like folded. It's the same size as your phone. You have a nice, sleek, smaller phone. You got a better experience for your pocket and everything. Just a little bit bulkier than what yours is. And then you go, and then you just flip it open, and it's basically like you have something that's the size of my my kindle over yeah. here or something like that all of a sudden that just is in your phone still in your pocket which exactly. is awesome it's cool but how often am i watching stuff on my phone yeah. if i'm at home yeah you know i get it from on the go but i mean more of the time more or less the time whenever i'm on the go i'm not viewing it on my phone That's if true. i am it's like i'm at work and i'm nothing in a tablet form is going to benefit me at work because yeah. majority of the time if i'm able to do anything i'm just reading comics yeah i don't want to read comics on a tablet i can read it on this phone that's true I wouldn't want Kids anything. I don't days. think I want anything bigger than this phone either. No, no, and I like my size phone, which is I've got the the standard version of your plus yeah. or whatever it's called, the Pixel XL. XL. Yeah, he's got uh, the Pixel uh, two, and I have the Pixel two XL. Yeah. So we're we're working with last year's tech, but That's you absolutely. know, bear with us. We're, we don't we, we don't we po we don't hop into that kind of stuff. I like to make sure all the bugs get worked out of it a little bit sometimes. I do too, to a certain extent, but I know that stuff will end up getting fixed. I have, I, I would be hesitant as to getting the three right now because I think that... Seems like the, the jump wasn't that big. I think that the idea behind the notch is very smart. Yeah. But at the same time, I also feel like the idea behind the notch is not going to last very long. We're either going to get a full-fleshed like no bezel like you know yeah. like it's just going to be nothing but pure screen and they'll figure something out with the camera or whatever it mm -hmm. may be or it'll stick with the way that it is i even seen that there's versions of uh they're planning on potentially with versions of other phones i mean we already know that there's like basically a mini pixel that's coming out it's got like the same power between behind your phone oh, okay. in it and it's just a smaller phone it's like the size of like the old iphones because some people Everything's prefer to going have down to a smaller a size smaller again phone. yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised because they know that Apple products have been making, they still make like one that's the size of the iPhone 5. Yeah. They have like the iPhone 5 CS or CE or whatever it's called. And it's the same power that was in the iPhone 6 and 7, just in that smaller tech. Mm -hmm. So there's still people out there that want a smaller device. And Absolutely. I still, I think that trend will end up going down again too. Everything More that once are, was big will go small again. I think there's still going to be just enthusiasts for both means. I do more of my stuff that I do gaming-wise or anything like that, not on my phone, not even on my tablet. I just play mm -hmm. consoles and stuff like that or on my PC. And things that I'm not necessarily... If I'm looking for portability and I want to take something with me and have power, I would rather have something smaller yeah. than something... This is, like I said, this is probably the biggest size I would go. If it's something that's like... Here's the Pixel. Here's the Pixel Four XL, boasting XXL. boasting a six point five to seven inch screen size. Like, and where I'm the just fuck like, am I gonna fuck put this? No, <laughs> give me the original one, and I will be gone. We're really earning that uh, that tech award we got. I know it's we're. I was. It was just a. We're. It's it's just a big cash grab now. 
we're we, gonna, we, we, have, got, we, we have we have to boast all. The, <laughs> yeah, we got to number one, and now we we, we can't, can't lose we it. can't stop. Yeah, it was just like we we're only a few weeks into into January. We got to make sure that we keep up, yeah. otherwise they'll just bump us down. That we're thing. king of the mountain. Number one on active kids. <laughs> Who could believe that? Uh, uh, you want to do a news? You go, man. Uh, so Persona Five, as I told you, that you know I'm a very fond, like that. fond boy of. You like that thing? Uh, I love Persona Five. They just announced Persona Five R. Um, it's basically Persona- just like a little bit more than a teaser. Um, the site promises more information coming on the way in March of 2019. The big rumor is that this will have uh, tons of extra content, all of the DLC stuff, plus new storyline, new stuff like that. And potentially a switch port, mm. so this might be something that we'll see information on. There's rumors that because there's not really a Persona game that I, I don't think there's any Persona game that's been on a PC either, ever because it's just a PlayStation title basically. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to say something like that too. Maybe maybe a PC port of it the... version. Yeah, just everything probably except Xbox. I don't know if it would ever come out on that or I not. See. But we, we'll see. I I I think the Switch port is a definite guarantee now looking that joker the main character from that game is going to be that first dlc right. character from smash so smash. it wouldn't surprise me if that's something that's coming down the pipe but we'll know more information in march i'm excited for anything that's going to deal with more persona if it's got more content and even more shit i would definitely get a switch port because that game is just it's really really good cool i don't you know like, why i always think it's a racing game uh i don't know, I don't know. maybe there's a game that has a maybe a slightly similar title the only one that, that's the only racing game I can think of on PlayStation would be Gran Turismo. That might be it. But this is Persona. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. But is Persona like five is the fifth game? Yeah, there's there's other side stories and stuff like that too with it. But everything it's it's like Final Fantasy. Nothing's necessarily like They're all exactly one-off. the same. Yeah, it's anthology. They they they, uh, they do have different ways. The only thing that's consistent is the actual persona in themselves, which is kind of the same as Final Fantasy with their aeons. Oh yeah. So they've always had like Ifrit and and uh, Shiva and mm-hmm. in different games and stuff. Ever since like Final Fantasy VI, mm-hmm. they've always had different summons that you could do. And That's, ten, yeah. they called them aeons, but still summons. Yeah. But um, this is the same principle. Personas are these beings that live inside of a person that they use to do battle with. Um, gotcha. So in Persona Three, I think it was, which was a PlayStation Two title. The kids that are the characters, how they would release their personas, would they would have to kill themselves, so they wouldn't necessarily be dead. It was almost like a state of suspended animation, and the persona would come out of like their dead body, and they would be fighting with it. And like the main character kid had like a gun, he would fight with, he would just shoot himself in the head, and the persona would come out of his back. Wow. This one, it's they use these masks, so they all of a sudden, whenever their persona is about to represent itself. They have these masks that just form on their face, and they have to like rip them off because it's attached to their face. So they actually, like, see them like blood coming out of their face from where it's like dripping down from when they pull off the mask. Holy cow! And then the persona like comes out, and then you, they can summon it at any point in time they want to. But the personas themselves are really cool. It's like in this game, especially because the way that you can actually like merge different personas to create new ones and you can uh keep capturing with this character different personas he's the only character in any of the games that you're able to do that with you can actually collect different personas that you see throughout the game mm-hmm. um different demons and other characters and you can actually use them as your ones to fight with it's almost like pokemon in that way yeah um but it is it's, it's, it's turn-based all. japanese rpg it's a really cool story um 
I would say check it out, but hold off for a little bit because if Persona R is going to be more of the same and it's going to have a Switch port, I might recommend getting that version instead. Cool. I like it. Um, the uh, Batwoman pilot got picked up. Yeah, I or, saw uh, the, the Batgirl or whatever. Yeah, Batwoman with, the, with Ruby, Rose. Ruby Rose. So I, I guess the uh, the crossover event went well enough yeah. to where it got that thing going. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't watched the crossover yet. No. Um, my plan is to pop in and watch that um, instead of like trying to get caught up on everything. I'm just going to watch that so I can Think see what all is happening there. I've decided my plan of attack with those shows. <laughs> yeah. Is, Which you need one, I think. Yeah, I feel like at this we'll point. talk more about it here in, in in a on the next episode too, um, because I have some other stuff obviously that I've been watching. But my attack with the CW shows is that I want to pick up where I left off on Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to finish out, get caught up on Arrow just in the first place, and I don't know if I want to do multiple shows at the same time. I think I might just catch up on Arrow to the best of my ability then go back and start Flash and then watch Flash through its go. entirety and then go back to what was what would be next? The Tomorrow? Uh, probably one? Legends of Tomorrow. Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. Do that one and too. And Supergirl. Supergirl. And then probably... That one will probably be started by the time you yeah. get through all that. Does Black Lightning count? Is he... T- he's, he's t- it's t- not part of the same universe. So there's no okay. crossover. I didn't. Uh, I didn't they know. They said the there's not gonna be, but I don't know why they wouldn't at yeah. some point do something. Uh, you can watch the animateds that fall into that. Constantine crosses over, so if you haven't watched Constantine, I haven't got to watch. There's only one season of that, yeah. so you could watch that. There's some animated stuff with like uh, Vixen. I still have so many. Like, there's so many different uh, like petitions and stuff out to try and bring Constantine back from like the diehards. Same thing, obviously. With like, even Legends, though, it's like it's He's like, a regular on it now. It's like Constantine is the new Firefly. Mm-hmm. Like they want him to have a standalone again. And I saw that the it's I didn't write it down in my news. Did you see the thing about the Daredevil petition? <laughs> yeah. Like that's gonna happen. I don't know. I mean, I, it would be really awesome. But I just thought it was cool that like it was soon as uh, they had like thirty two thousand or something. Yeah. As soon as uh, Vincent D'Onofrio showed interest and was like trying to help them promote it, like within hours, it was like it doubled the number immediately. Yeah. I was just like, that's really cool. But at the same time, I don't know how that's yeah. going to go. But It's all business at that point on that one. It's not like they canceled that show out of low performance. They canceled it because of business. So, I mean, it could come back on the on the Disney Plus app, but I don't know. Do you have any other uh, any trailers or anything like that that you've um, seen? So, I have you seen the, um, the little preview video that HBO released uh, about their 2019 lineup? Just kind of like... Game of Thrones and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah, um, it's I watched a little, the like, teasers for the Game of Thrones stuff. It's like a minute, minute and a half or something like that. But there is a like little, kind of, kind of like probably 10, 15 seconds of the Watchmen show. Nice on there. Um, a lot of people just in masks, like yeah, mo- like probably like four as or you five. Would, as you would imagine. But they're all like, um, like not Rorschach masks, but they're all just like that form fitting, just uh-huh. like I don't know, Greenzo, whatever. Yeah, a kind of mask uh, on them is like somebody with a red mask, or someone with a gray mask, and but uh, it was cool. There's just a little like a little snippet of uh, what potentially could be with the Watchmen series. Uh, that was a trailer I'd seen, um, not really trailer esque, but they confirmed a uh, that we will see Clone Wars in 2019 on the Disney Plus app. Yep. Um, so that gives me more of a drive to to visit that. And then uh, they released a photo from The Kitchen, uh, which is a new show that's going to be is another comic book uh, thing. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's in it, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. 
um, the kitchen is like a like Hell's Kitchen, oh. and it's these like um, wives um, from the it's in the seventies. It's like crime families. Uh, I think it's a Vertigo title if I'm not mistaken, but they're they're doing a uh, a transition of that into uh, the screen. The, the TV screen. I don't know who's. I don't know if it's a TV show or movie. Uh, maybe there I was a. I think it's one. a movie because I remember. That I think they right. might have had a trailer for that. Maybe it. Or if maybe it might be. It's another uh, Melissa McCarthy movie film. that's coming out. It is a film. You're it right. is. Yep. And there might be a trailer out for it already too. What? Then, because I. I think I've seen something like that. I read issue one when it came out. It was pretty cool. Uh, just kind of. It's like a. Uh, the kitchen also, for those not in the know, is a Food Network show. Uh, <laughs> Where there are five different world-renowned chefs on a on a thing that's like a talk show yeah. in a way, but they're actually cooking food. It's like the View, but the kitchen. Yeah, but more. It's better because yeah. I do like that show a lot. Yeah, just letting you guys know. The Circle. What's uh? Yeah, The Circle. I don't know. Wasn't that that movie with uh, Tom Hanks? Oh yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> what good? Uh, Stranger, with, um, Stranger Hermione. Things. Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Three. What about it? Coming out. It is. There was Fourth a, of July. Is that when it's coming? Twenty nineteen. There was an official uh, trailer for the release date and everything like that. I don't. I have mixed well. feelings about them releasing on Fourth of July. That was. It, it was uh, the whole promotion for it's like a summer to remember. It's this whole thing takes place like in the summer. They want to do it on Fourth because because nobody else is going to come out and they're going. Nobody's going to watch fireworks. They're all going to be in watching Stranger Things. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm cool <laughs> with that. I'm sure there'll be fireworks on on the show. Probably, uh, it's, it's, we'll get our fireworks. They, they said, they said it, it's, it. It starts on the July. It starts on July fourth, nineteen eighty five. So it actually oh. starts, I think, on the fourth of July. Nice. So we'll see fireworks. Okay. All right. Of uh, immense proportion, demigorgon explosions. You think that's what it'll be? Some yeah. demigorgs uh, explosions. I thought I had another trailer on here. I can't remember what it was that I seen though. I guess I didn't type it up or something. Uh, my next other news topic was just as a brief announcement: the rebooting Ripley's Believe It or Not, like the, the TV show. There was a show. Uh huh. There was a TV show that was on. I think I remember. I think that. it was like on TBS or something. They were like, like believe it, yeah, uh-huh. or not. Did Dean Cain host it? At one point in time, he did. Yes, <laughs> I do yeah, remember. I think that. they had a couple different hosts, but he hosted the most every. Season. He was the host of the most. He was the host of the most. Uh, <laughs> he was the host of the most, babe. Uh, so they're rebooting the series, um, which. Typically, how it goes, it's it's kind of like the I don't know if you've watched it, like the the history of the museum shows or whatever that are on like Travel Channel. Yeah, they'll have the person that kind of walks into the set. They'll have whatever it is I that they're tell describing you about this tomb. Yeah, something to that effect. Yeah. They'll be like, you know, like this merman that we didn't know if existed. Blah blah blah, and they'll talk about it. and They'll show it like inside the museum mm-hmm. or something, and then they'll go to like the clips, and they'll have that person doing the voiceover for everything that's going yeah. on. Voiceover and that main host is Bruce Campbell. So I'm that's fucking cool. excited because I, like I would love to just listen to him talk forever. Anyways. I like Bruce Campbell. I do. Um, so that's something that's coming out this year to look forward to. No official date for it, but we have the reboot coming out. And uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they, uh, other things that have been confirmed for this year is that The Mandalorian <laughs> is going to be coming out in 2019 uh, on Disney+. Plus. I'm just a quarter chub right now. <laughs> yeah, watch out. Under the table. Um, but Under the desk of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> the dod. Um, and then Zombieland 2, reportedly we have a new cameo, or a returning cameo of Bill, Bill Murray. Bill Murray? How? <laughs> Which I thought he died, right? Yeah. 
Like they they actually like they accidentally shot him because yeah, he was dressed like right. a zombie. <laughs> that's right. Um, and Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. that'd be awesome. So I don't know how that's gonna play. They'll, since both, they'll both be ghosts. <laughs> I hope that they're both like just zombies roaming, uh, doing something stupid. But uh, yeah, I thought that that was fun. That's rad. That's definitely a good old. Uh, they'll end up getting Ernie Hudson to come in and do it too. Cool. Get everybody involved. Why not? Why not? If they're not gonna do a Ghostbusters, they'll just be like, they'll just be like, "Where's Harold Ramis?" Was like, I don't know. We just couldn't get a hold of him. <laughs> Wasn't that weird? <laughs> or they'll they'll, uh, he'll, they'll have a zombie and they'll be like, is that Harold? No. Is that Harold? Like, they'll just be like looking yeah. for him. They're like, yeah, that's Harold. We chained him up. We didn't want to lose him. <laughs> Got to do this Ghostbusters remake sometime. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I saw it in your notes, but I want to I wanna talk about it right now real you can. quick. Okay. I can't? You can. I thought you said I can't. No, I don't <laughs> even know what you it can't. is. You can do it. Uh, Nintendo official makes the statement that Bowsette no Bowsette is absolutely one hundred percent never happening and never going to be canon. <laughs> they just that shot it that is shit just down. Toadette, and as they're just like, guess what? It's just Toad puts on the crown. Toadette puts on the crown. She becomes uh, Peach. That that's the only thing. <laughs> Nothing weird ever happened with this crown ever again. <laughs> they uh, somebody took it too far for them. Uh, a lot of people took it too far. There's <laughs> so much more porn now. <laughs> That's weird. It, uh, the whole thing's real weird. I just thought it was a we- real weird thing. Uh, I did. Li- I thought it was interesting that they just hopped in and they're like, no, we're done. <laughs> so What I was alluding to earlier, since we're kind of talking Switching. about Nintendo real quick. Uh, yeah. The Nintendo president stated that uh, the future past the Nintendo Switch, st- they, he said that Nintendo may move past conventional consoles. Yeah, I saw from that. From this point. So, that was always their plan from the get. As soon as they released the Wii, mm-hmm. the GameCube was their, going to be their last like truly conventional console. Not that Got it's it. not a home console, mm-hmm. it's just that they always wanted to do something that was innovative and different than anybody else was going to make. Whenever they made the Wii... They had the Wii Motion controller. Mm-hmm. They had everything that was coming out, and then you had everybody else copying off their tech with like the PlayStation having the Move controller. Yeah. The Xbox had the Connect. Everybody had to have their own motion control after that point. So then they invented the Wii U. It was like you're going to have the tablet controller. Part of the game will even be on that screen in front of you, plus the actual big yeah. screen. And it's also motion sensor, and you can use it to yeah. Add and then you can still use the, the Wii Motion, uh, the Wii Motes as well to yeah. to do other things with it too. So. Then we have the Switch, the console that you can take with you and make it a home console as well. So it's merging everything that is basically what we know and love from like the Game Boy DS almost side of things with the home console and making it all one. And now they're stating that the quote from the Nintendo president says, "We we aren't really fixated on our consoles anymore in the long term. Perhaps our focus is as, bus- as a business could shift away from home consoles. Um, flexibility is just as important as ingenuity. He's made more statements kind of basically about them trying to go more towards the mobile market because the mobile market makes them tons of money. Sure. Fire Emblem Heroes, Super Mario Run, all the games, you know, Animal Crossing that they have that are on there. They're making tons of money from all these microtransactions, different things that they have coming yeah. down from it. They're just making so much money from it with ad revenue and everything that it makes sense to do that. Kind of it, it scares me to a little bit because they've changed hands the presidents, I think, two times now since Miyamoto stepped down from presidency 
uh, I think like five or six years ago. They've had a couple of different presidents since then. And this guy seems really interested in the mobile market. And it's not that that upsets me or anything. No. It almost makes me wish that like if they're going to go full-fledged into a mobile market, they should just make their own phone. Oh, Wouldn't that be go. cool? Like to have something kind of like, uh, whenever the Sony made the Xperia, do you, you remember that I don't that remember phone? the Xperia. So the Sony, I'll try and find a picture real quick so I can show you what I mean. Remember the Sony released the Xperia, the first one, the Xperia Play. I think that one was on uh, Palais, I said. <laughs> Those are this, this one was on... I do remember this yeah, phone. Sony Ericsson okay. Xperia Play. So this was the first Sony uh, Xperia that was uh, brought to Verizon. That's why I remembered it, because I've seen it there. They had different versions that eventually came out to one that had a, uh, a full analog stick versus the D-pads. Oh, wow. Um, but it basically merged the mobile phone market with the Sony market too because you could get full on they have like a Sony marketplace on their phone specifically mm -hmm. you could download versions of like Ridge Racer and other things like that on there the button they had bumpers on the back of the, That's the cool. thing like you could even for the it was in phone mode you could use the bumper to turn on your camera wow or whatever so mm -hmm. it innovated it changed it out you just slid the thing out your controller was right there to play the game with and was basically like playing a PlayStation 1 game on the go on your phone I want one yeah they're really awesome <laughs> um, obviously now it's a 3G phone it's probably not even able to be used on the mark on the network anymore yeah, and, but and Sony's you, probably shut down the store could you imagine them doing something like that that was control wise similar to what we have now with like the 3DS or the, even the 2DS whenever you have the, the yeah. joystick so flush with the screen is, and you can just rotate it now and it has like the little nub button that uses as like a C stick and then mm -hmm. the regular face buttons there you could have something like that That's easily true. flip out and basically have something that maybe has the power of like a GameCube or something like that with you on the go. I like that. Uh, that would make sense to me if they're trying to do something like in a mobile market and have like the Nintendo phone or the, I don't know what you would call it, the phone boy. As long, <laughs> phone boy. I love that. That is episode title right there. Phone boy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think as long as you give people the ability to plug it into the TV... Now, like, yeah, that would. That's why I was I also. It was need. like it would be really cool, like if they were able to, because phones are so powerful now. Like they're like little mini fucking consoles anymore. Yeah. They especially with what's coming out on, because Sony does make their uh, their their phones now still too. Oh, they have phones. Yeah, they, they, Sony still makes phones. I, just as a, an example, I just meant like they they're so powerful tech wise in there. They can run basically what would be the equivalent of a. PlayStation 3 games inside of them oh. on a phone mm -hmm. is really impressive, especially Absolutely. with like not as much lag and stuff. But Nintendo's never been the company that says, we're going to make the jump to 4K, we're going to do this. They're just no. being innovative about their art style, about everything else. They yes. can make a really powerful phone that has a graphics that might be comparable to the Switch undocked. Yeah. And then have like Switch esque games that you can play on your phone and still have like a mobile phone. Yeah. And like you said, have like a plug and play option. Plug exactly. in your USB-C, or maybe if it's something that's wireless that works, you can buy like a, a dock or something like, like a that pad for it. that you just like rest yeah. on it. Yeah, and then you just automatically can play that same game on your TV to kind of invent and go with it. Yeah, because I think now that we've seen that, now that we've seen that ability to go mobile somebody, and then go on your plug and play with somebody uh, made a the yeah. switch. This this is what I was thinking of. The smart boy. Oh, yeah. There was yeah, a concept that somebody had made at one point in time just for, for funsies. It's an Android phone. Well, shit, we talked about those things where you put your phone in and it's like a Game Boy yeah, case. because like, you can do that with the... Awesome, too. 
But this was like their concept with it, which I, if you go on just Google search Nintendo Smart Boy concept, uh-huh. this is just somebody something made somebody made just for fun. Um, but it looks fucking rad. Mm-hmm. So you have the full fleshed out thing. I love the idea that it looks like an old school Game Boy too. Yeah, backplating there, and then this is their controller concept. So it would actually like not have it. You just do like a plug and play with your micro USB or probably what would be USB C now. Yeah, this. Uh, jack would probably be for audio, audio. maybe or something yeah, to that effect perhaps but you plug that into the base of it and then you would basically have what was the be the equivalent of a snes controller with like mm-hmm. a with a little joypad and stuff plugged into the base of it but concept wise i think it really is such a nice thought well thought out uh device i just that would be something i could think of that they they could do as just a way to move forward if they're Absolutely. really so gung-ho on it i like your ideas i like your ideas Hit me with more news, boy, news, boy. So, um, my favorite thing, this may, this is like my top news item. You're getting racist. I'm getting, I'm getting raunchy and racy. Up Are there. you? No. Um. Um, DC Comics has now joined the Comixology Unlimited subscription service. Well, I thought your number one news would be about Kingdom Hearts. I don't have any real, like, big Kingdom Hearts news right now. There's big Kingdom Hearts news that came out today. <laughs> so DC Comics is officially going to be on Comixology. They are. They're there now. They are now. They are now. It just it dropped yesterday like nobody's business. Cool. And um, this tells me something, perhaps about DC. Um, They're caving. I think that they <laughs> maybe that the DC Universe app has not been what they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because why in the hell would you move your comic library? That you have on this dedicated, nice, eight bucks a month, whatever, app that you've built and developed. Why would you move all of your main titles and actually, honestly, better titles to that onto Comicsology Unlimited mm-hmm. if you had a really popular, growing, and great DC universe? So let's think about this backpedal. Just a scotch. Let's do a little just a scotch. Yeah. Do you think that if they do this and they go full on with Comixology, that there's a chance that if they, we'll just say hypothetically, they drop the comic book side of things that are on the DC Universe and it's basically just streaming media for mm-hmm. TV shows and movies old and movies shit. and stuff that they used to have or whatever they're getting ready to put out and stuff too. Not that not that the DC Universe app is failing, but no, it's not. Do you think successful. they would end up reducing the price and everything because they're like? You know, all of our stuff's off. What or do I, you think that they're like, our content with like Titans, with Doom Patrol, everything that we've got coming down the pipe is so quality, we don't even need to change the price. Or perhaps this is they see comics as just an added benefit. You're not paying the 8 bucks a month for comics. You're paying the 8 bucks a month for the video content. True. And the comics are just add-on. They're just add-on sale at that point. You're just bonus. I guess it would just depend on uh, the person, though, too. Who the person is, exactly. Because, yeah. I but, mean, those, didn't, those weren't on Comixology. It wasn't easy to get to the comics. Yes. This is, like, the easiest way to get that And shit. it's Vertigo. Yeah. You're not just getting DC. You're getting Vertigo titles on Unlimited. You don't get Vertigo titles on uh, the DC Universe app right now. So that's major. Yeah. Um, what I would like to see happen, being a DC... Uh, universe app subscriber. I bought the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see the DC Universe app kind of fall apart. <laughs> um, honestly, <laughs> I don't find myself going to it. But what I do see is that if they had it as a premium subscription add-on for Hulu, for Amazon, for all of these, where you pay uh, five, $5 bucks a month extra for that channel, 
and you get all of that DL so that would go that with DLC. Not DLC. I don't know if like it would go with Hulu because I know like Hulu Disney. has so much HBC, a, yeah, a, or ABC, Disney, all that stuff. Well, their their primary stockholder is Disney or shareholder yeah. is Disney. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but Amazon maybe. I mean, they I I think that, that you would be potentially smart. would Amazon Amazon buy not buys it up, but. Amazon owns Comixology Unlimited. That's what I meant. So, so like, it would be smart for them to just partner with them the rest of the way. And they just get their be channel. Like, if you have Amazon Prime Video and yeah. you have your Amazon Prime subscription, if you want to add That's, that on or something like that, just give it a little... That's how they fight Disney, Disney Plus. Yeah. Right there. That could be a really smart way yeah. to do it, too. That'd be pretty cool. Because there's enough content and standalone shit on Amazon that they have, like their own shows, you know, like yeah. Band of the High Castle and all that that's on there, that mm-hmm. it would... And it they've got the new Lord of the Rings coming out. Yeah, new Lord of the Rings. I'm surprised they don't have a live TV streaming option through Amazon yet. Yeah, I'm surprised also that they haven't said more about Lord of the Rings yet. It's Isn't been pretty quiet, to, right? I thought it was supposed to be something that was coming out like the end of this year. Like I that was when so it was too. supposed to start. I would have figured we would have been talking yet. about it. Same thing with Star Wars. That comes out in now like 11 months. Yeah. We haven't even seen a fucking trailer or, set or, a, or title. a title or anything. Um... <laughs> Mark Hamill's been fucking around with people about it. Like, yeah. on Twitter, he'll start, like... Been hearing, he hearing just does some stuff. Whisperings. But, uh, but, yeah, so DC... Not that I want DC Universe to fail as yeah. an app, but I'm not a big fan of the standalone app to begin with. Sure. I don't find myself visiting the standalone app. Right. Um, Titans is already on Netflix International. Yeah. They're Or they're working towards that. So... I don't understand how Netflix International is able to do so much more. Right? So... U.S. Netflix lost the rights to Always Sunny. Okay. It's now on it's Hulu. It's on Hulu, yeah. Right. I have Hulu also. But if you have Netflix International, all 13 seasons, including the one that just finished airing, Is are on Netflix International now. Huh. So what the fuck? <laughs> let's go let's I just, I just, just watch like, I was just like, how is this a thing that can happen yeah. all of a sudden? They have even more shows than what we have, too. Yeah. Like, including, like, a ton of British shows, different, like, full seasons and series hmm. of different shit that's, that's not on ours anymore. Yeah. Or it was, and then it took it away. That's crazy. I don't get it. But I love DC. I want there love to be you. more of DC. Love you too, buddy. <laughs> uh, I want there to be more DC, but I the standalone app thing isn't working for me the way I'd hoped it I would. Think, I think we may have just hit the nail on the head with the Amazon thing. Yeah. I think this might be their doorway into they might like be doing it. them talking and then yeah. just being like, hey, guess what? And we that doesn't do mean it. they can't have their standalone app still. But then you can go, you can either get standalone or you can get it as a subscription channel. Yeah. And I would be pissed off, but in a good way. It's that it's that thing for Amazon that makes you go, fuck, now I really need to get Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And Especially if it was tied in directly to Prime. Like if it was a Prime series. Like, like you it's already there. Like it was you like, we'll say Teen Titans channel. or Teen Titans. Titans season two is an Amazon Prime exclusive. You don't have to pay an extra channel. You just get it with Prime. Just like you do with like all the series, all the seasons like of like Man on the High Castle. Yeah. The, what's the one with the guy from uh, Arrested Development? Mozart where he's the dressed, No, where he's dressed up like a girl. Or a oh, woman. Transparent. Transparent, yeah. yeah. That one. Like, just the other original, like if it was just like that kind yeah. of a thing and they just completely dove straight in with it then you would definitely have to just kill dc universe as i don't see any reason why jeff bezos can't just fucking buy dc period he already <laughs> owns so much you know what i mean if he yeah. was just like here's a couple billion I mean, dollars if disney is can i have it please if disney's <laughs> buying fox then why can't amazon yeah. buy it? that's true that's true but uh yeah i'm super excited about this um i was about ready to drop my comicsology unlimited because i was like i'm not reading it but i'm like oh man 
It's all the things I want because I do visit Comixology Unlimited. Uh, the comics reader. I need for... to go back to Comicsology and look again to see what series they have because I read a lot more Marvel than I do anything else. Yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. but I need to know if they have the stuff that I'm interested in or the things that I'm reading now that I could just totally drop Marvel Unlimited and then go straight to Comicsology because I would much rather do that. It's going to be cheaper. There's going to be more or content wider, for me to go on. And I've been like I said to you before on a personal dabble. episodes. You know, several like maybe a month or two ago, mm-hmm. whenever I said I wanted to get back into DC, I just feel like I don't know how to. Yeah. This would be like the perfect opportunity for me to like dip my toe into wherever I want to fucking go. You are correct. Yeah. You are correct, sir. Uh, some of the, speaking of uh, Marvel, mm. some of the ex-Blizzard mm. employees, the people that make World of Warcraft, wow. uh, Starcraft, all those, um, they formed a new studio called Second Dinner. Okay. And they have partnered with Marvel Games Studio, and they are announcing that sometime this year, I would probably assume E3, um, they are going to be making a brand new Marvel game. So they have the rights to making a new Marvel game. Um, No word on what this is going to be and how it's going to entail. I, I really don't know. I mean, coming from Blizzard, it could be a number of fucking things. I would not expect it to be like an MMO, like WoW or anything like that. But they have made RTS games with Warcraft and, and uh, StarCraft. Those are all traditionally that. They've made Diablo, which are like the top-down dungeon crawlers, mm-hmm. which that's kind of similar to how like uh, the Ultimate Alliance games were. That's that's that kind of a format. Oh, it's almost the like Marvel, Diab- Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Ultimate Alliance games. Those mm-hmm. were kind of like Diablo-esque in a way I never already. played them. Okay, I understand. They're really good. That's, it's, that's kind of that game. It's almost like a top-down, but you just pick from a whole slew of different Marvel characters from the universe and it has its own like story and everything. And, right on. Um, you fight villains from all, across the entire board um, and they have the first two games that have been remastered on PS4 and Xbox One and then they have the third one that's coming out and that one's that we talked about. It's exclusive to Switch. Gotcha. So it's mm-hmm. actually only be coming out on Switch. Um, but it makes me excited. I'm always excited for new Marvel content. Um... I, I, it makes me curious as to what we're going to get. It would be really cool if we had a third-person game from a different character's perspective, kind of in the same vein as like maybe a Spider-Man. Yeah. But, you know, maybe a different character, Iron Man, or... Give somebody else a give chance somebody to else shine. Yeah. yeah. They were really cool. I would absolutely just... Because it kind of... It'll come up in the next episode, too. I've been reading a lot more other small Marvel side characters and stuff, but one of the more recent ones that I was reading and that I hope eventually something happens with is Moon Knight. And I... Heard a lot of good things Moon about Knight Moon Knight. Is so cool. He's like a more twisted, psychotic version of Batman, cool. but for the D, for the, for the Marvel yeah. universe. Max Demas wrote some Moon Knight. Yes, of saying he anything. did. Um, and that's that's one of the ones that, that I one was one reading. So I, I'll talk more about that. Like I said, next episode. Cool. But um, it's a, he's such a cool character. It would be really cool to explore that kind of an art style and and you know, like maybe almost a comic booky like cell shaded e like art style in like a third person action game nice. because with the way that he kind of like has these different personalities it would just really fit into that kind of a game um trying to think of the name of the game it was on gamecube i think it would it would be really awesome to make a game that that kind of art style i think it's called it it was killer seven is the name of the game um i think grasshopper studios made it and it's about this character that has seven multiple personalities that are living inside of his head. And based off of what personality that you're 
you're, is in Dominant, that's the kind of character that you portray. So one of the characters was like almost this giant luchador-esque guy, but wearing like a nice white like suit and stuff. And he was just like a heavy hitter, but he was also like kind of a stealthy assassin. Uh-huh. Uh, there was like a girl character that he had that was a personality. But there's one central guy, but he had all these multiple personalities. And Interesting. Charles toss around. That's similar to like Moon Knight in a way. That's that's how he, oh, he is. That. He has multiple personalities that kind of you know ebb and flow. Like they kind of vary depending on the scenario that he's about to go into. So I think that kind of an art style and that kind of a game would benefit it because. If you look at the art style that they do in the in the trade that I read recently, it's really cool how they do it because like he, everything else is like either fully colored out or it's more like uh, noir esque where it's kind of like black and white, yeah. but he's like completely white and almost mm-hmm. seemingly like weirdly shell cell shaded in himself, but everything else isn't. Okay. So it's just like a complete highlight on him, but he's still like this stealthy guy, but he's like in all white. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just weird, but they're a really cool character. I just, but I'm excited to see what they have coming down the pipe. Anything new from Marvel makes me makes me happy, boy. Very nice. Tell me things. What was the uh, What was the Kingdom Hearts news that you said it caused? Oh, uh, it's not important. It was the it's uh, super important. They released the uh, the trophy list. For, oh, for the I did hear that. that I avoided it because I didn't want to know anything. Uh, it, most of it's pretty self-explanatory and things that we already kind of know are going to be coming down the pipe from things that we've seen in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like one of them is like, you completed the Toy Story world. You've oh. completed the... the uh, you've managed to go all your way through San Fran, Tokyo, which is the Big Hero 6. Yeah. Talking about worlds that we've already talked about and like one of the other ones was like, Final confrontation with Xehanort. Oh, um, so it wasn't really anything major. Nothing spoiler. major. It just was going down through the list of some of the ones. I just thought it was cool yeah. like, seeing the actual trophy list and absolutely uh, ahead of the game. They don't yeah. do that a ton. Usually was it a leak or was it something they actually officially released? They officially released. That's neat. Yep. I uh, I've been pondering. So mm. stroke your beard when you do it. I just have a little bit of scruff because I didn't shave because I was tired this morning. Sweeney Todd. Yes. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know he shaves. <laughs> um, so Kingdom Hearts three is the it's a video final uh, kind of end of the story, at least Sora's story up to this point. It's mm-hmm. kind of closing in on a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the major things they haven't touched on much is a cle- the key- the Keyblade War. The Keyblade War. The uh, the Key Keyblade Wars. Keyblade War. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I've been thinking about, I'm like, ah, oh, I'd like to visit that. I'd like to know what's happening on that. What, other how that other than just what they've show briefly in movies, they don't actually show it happening. No. Yeah. Part I mean, of me almost feels like it's like the clone wars, just a fucking a hundred thousand people true. all with keyblades just fighting each other. So what I was thinking was how cool would it be if their, if their next game past kingdom hearts three was a massive multiplayer online and it was a Keyblade War. That would be cool. And you didn't have to be like Sora or anybody because they don't exist. Right. And you just kind of go along through the war. I like your idea better. Okay. But <laughs> I could see them in a more realistic aspect taking the Dynasty Warriors approach or the uh, the Hyrule Warriors approach. I'm not familiar with it. Continue. So with like those types of games, you play as a hero character of some variety in whatever game it may be. We'll say... Hyrule Warriors you're playing as Link yeah. starting off but you fight thousands of mobs of enemies of different varieties smaller types you know bigger types whether it may be like 
heartless mm -hmm. or uh, other keyblade wielders might be like bosses or something that you sure. actually end up fighting or something and i could show you like example a gameplay of it or something later on but i could see them doing something like that where you're doing like massive major moves and stuff like that but you're fighting because like that's the whole warriors approach to things whenever they do dynasty warriors or or hyrule warriors or whatever game it may be it's they always have like this a massive amount of enemies on screen they build their engine around being able to have all these enemies on screen and it not clipping or lagging or something. Mm -hmm. So at any given time, you'll be like, cool, here's my giant attack that will be able to swarm, you know, kill anything that's around me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, you have like, if you're playing Hyrule Warriors, you have these like moblins or goblin characters that are like literally like 150 to 200 characters on screen at once fighting you. Wow. And then you do this massive attack where he just like will swoop around and you'll hit all of them at once, like killing them. Hmm. So it, it's something like that. I could see like waves of fucking heartless swarming yeah. you. What's that called where then, you do like waves? What's that? Then there are certain kind of game just called a wave, like game. a wave-based game. Wave-based yeah. game. Yeah. I don't. I think it probably has. Probably it has a, a maybe a game type. I just can't think of. But I like the idea of being able to like pick your character and what world it's from, and then like being able to like train to be a Keyblade wielder, and then going into the war, and it being this like massive thing where like oh I'm gonna go fight in. Uh, the Alice in Wonderland world today and like go over there and you fight with a bunch of friends to go like take out some other bosses or Heartless or something like that. I was like, that would be like, because they, they seem to in these Kingdom Hearts games, not the main game, but the side games, they like to play in different kinds of game uh, setups. Like, oh, we're going to build this one like a, a, a card deck building game. We're going to build this one like uh, a turn base. So we're going to do whatever. I was like, that would be cool just different approach and i'm not even a big mmo kind of i don't i'm not a big advocate for that but that no but be... i mean that would make a lot of sense especially because if they did it and if they did it right there's another mmo that that does a really cool gameplay style like the way that you actually fight and stuff in the game called black desert online i might have talked about it at one point in time but it would have been really early on because i haven't played it in a while <laughs> but it's an mmo and they have so many different types of ways to fight the enemies and stuff more or less, it reminds me in a way of doing something like... I, I pick my character in that game whenever I start playing. Mm -hmm. as like a monk character, but he doesn't use weapons. He just uses like hand-to-hand -hand combat. And that game, normally like playing WoW, you will hit your button and you'll have like... He'll slash and you'll have like a cooldown period. He'll slash yeah. again. And that's a typical MMO. A mm -hmm. lot of them will do that. This game, whenever I put the monk character, there's different ways to fight and stuff. It made me feel like I was playing like fucking Street Fighter, but fighting waves of enemies at That's the same cool. time that are around me. I could see them doing something like that, mm -hmm. but with a Kingdom Hearts game, like going out on missions, doing stuff like that, yeah. doing quests, earning rewards and stuff, maybe things that'll help you like equip or build a better keyblade or something mm -hmm. or whatever, kind of like Union Cross-esque. Yeah. Um, kind of a you know, tie between Yeah, that. like leveling mm -hmm. up your blade and stuff like that, making it a way to like, fight or hit harder or whatever. Um, but doing like, everybody has like this big giant overarching quest, depending on, you know, a big thing with MMOs is having a different character class. You can have a character class that's like, I'm the standard fighter. I fight like Sora fights, you know, kind yeah. of a thing. I'm very standard, well-rounded. I use magic. I use my keyblade or like, I'm Riku. I'm very fast. I'm very efficient. I don't take damage well. So I'm like super fast or something mm -hmm. like that. But uh, since I'm so fast, I don't use as much magic. I'm just like really quick sword attacks and stuff like that. Yeah. And then be like, I'm like a Sori, uh, Sora or 
fucking Kyrie yeah. type character. I use a lot more magic than everybody else, but mostly like heals and stuff. I'm almost like a priest type yeah. character. I will use my keyblade and stuff, and I'll like heal people more so than anything else. I don't really. I'm not a tanky kind of character, so I won't fight really hard. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to use a lot of magic to help you out. Absolutely. So I have like different character based things. Something that would be familiar with people that you already know, but like this character class fights that way. Makes sense. It'd be cool too, just seeing like people dressed up in the full fucking armor yeah. and getting different armor sets and stuff like that and making them look super badass. Well, and I can't remember. I think the Keyblade War happens before Union Cross because Union Cross is all the children after the Keyblade yeah. War that are left, um, and they have the different houses. I don't know if the houses I, exist before. Keyblade War is like fucking full on like Kotor. Like it have this happens like four thousand years before anything. Yeah. Like this is like this is year one shit. This yeah. is what happens that leads to everything else. Yeah. So I don't know. I it might really cool to watch like everything my, play out. Get to the final battle. Like fighting like actual like Xehanort, like the old Xehanort yeah. or something like that. Thinking you won, and then watching like the final cutscene where he's just like and just makes everybody die, and you're just like. What the fuck? What did I just do? <laughs> and he's just like, Spindle. then it was just like, all right, play the next game, which yeah. is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> That's what's kind of cool about uh, uh, finishing up Birth by Sleep is like, that shit did not end on a positive note. Like, yes. it, you had to end a game on a, the heroes didn't win in order for that to be a prequel to Kingdom Hearts 1. Right. And uh, so that was like, oh, that's nice. That, not like nice, not like I really want a negative downturn, but it was, it was just kind of cool. Uh, I'll do one quick newsy. You do it, buddy. And then I have a couple of things that I have pulled up here that I also just wanted to run down just a couple quick lists that are also kind of news-oriented, too. Okay. Um, one other newsy that I have that was released earlier today, they have a full actual release date, um, March 29th this year, for Yoshi's Crafted World. That I came out that. earlier, so I'm excited for that. I always love Not some... to be confused with the Wooly World. Yes, this is the basically the sequel to it, but it's almost... Uh, basically papercraft esque. Yeah. We talked about it before, yeah, but we did. it didn't have a definitive release date. This is actually like a set in stone thing. Cool. Uh I like hit it. me up with another newsy. You know I have no more news for you. Really? Um, zero? Not, zero not, news for me? Not really. No. I, I can't say that I've got much more in news. Um I'm just I'm trying to uh pare down and not not bore you with with Boring news. Oh, no, you're not boring. I don't want to give you boring news. Uh, we'll hit this up then. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about your CES. Oh, wait, we're working on our tech. Yeah, we are. Man, CES. we are fucking hitting it hard today. CES happened <laughs> this past week. Uh, this is the there was a expo. dildo involved. The expo that that did happen. We probably won't talk about it because they didn't talk about it too much on here. It got banned. Uh, there was a robot dildo that happened at mm-hmm. CES apparently, but it wasn't on the show floor. Uh, it's a very hush hush product. So. Be on the lookout for robot dildos. Uh, best tech of CES 2019 is the list that we're just going to kind of peruse through. I love it. Um, CES happens in Vegas every single year. If you don't know about it, it's like a it. uh, consumer electronics show. Um, they showcase any of the new electronics that are coming out, meaning like monitors, uh, cameras, uh, sometimes consoles. They'll show off some game footage of different things that are coming down the pipe. Phones? Um, phones, yes. Phones, tablets. Uh, kind of cars show. as well. Like They'll always premiere like a new Tesla, new new different vehicles and stuff like that as well, too. Um, but a lot of this is also, they show off future tech, too. Last year, they showed off an 8K television. So we're not even close to gotcha. what I having that on that. the regular market, but that is something that did happen last year. 
Um, so we'll dive into some of this list. I've not looked at hardly any of it, but we'll look at some of this. Uh, Samsung announced the 75-inch micro LED 4K TV. Um, so something that they showcased a lot of is more of the flesh, fleshed out TV. So where it's like, it's flush with flush. I mean, almost like a flush like with a, like the walls. Yeah, almost like a like a like a poster on your wall. Um, so that's that's becoming tech that is is more readily uh, I, I, that we're seeing more often than not anymore, um, which is really cool because they almost have this like since they're so flush with the wall and they actually just push up against it. There's no room on the actual um, wall itself or the back of the television for them to put your HDMI's and stuff like that. That's so they have this like Bluetooth they have this right? dongle extinction where everything that's wired comes out of the base of the television mm. so you can either put like a cap over it to kind of hide it if you want to uh you can just let it be as is and just kind of have like a higher uh entertainment system that has the cable just draping out of it but it'll have a dongle that have multiple hdmi expansions from it and then you just plug um, it into those. it has your optic in for your uh if you use optic for like a surround, surround sound, sound system or anything like that um, and then you just use that as your dongle to plug everything into, so that way the wall TV can just stay as flush as possible. Um, they also showcased, which I've seen at some point in time, we'll probably see it on here, uh, yeah, the space monitor. This is the new monitor that Samsung has, and it'll be coming out next month. Um, so it actually clips, uh, you can make it clip, or it can push just flat up against the wall. Hmm. Total space saver for the desk. You won't have these annoying stands or anything like that base anymore it just completely hugs up flat against the wall so oh, that's kind of that's kind of the new way that we're going with things it's flat ass screens flat ass screens cool uh lg has this signature oled tv r uh they showed this a little bit last year um so basically this tv has a built-in soundbar and sound system with it um the tv in is the base. A, yeah in the base of it so you can see it based on uh, how the how it's in this base here. It actually uh, has the audio system and everything here in the base. The TV will go down and it has mm -hmm. two different modes. So it can go completely down all the way into the base and fold because it has a bendable technology. It just basically like curves and rolls up on itself whenever mm -hmm. it goes in. So it can be completely down and basically you just have a nice looking sound system that you can use. Bluetooth your music to it, whatever you want to. That makes sense. Um, you can even have the audio if you're like streaming something we'll say from like dish network you have like xm radio or something that's playing on there you can continue to play it even if it's folded all the way in cool as another mode too where it only displays like a, the top six or seven inches of it and it have your weather you have your time and stuff like that just like a mini display mm -hmm. and you can just do that as an alternate mode as well that's too cool. so i just thought that that was a really smart idea for people that are very like minimalistic that want to have something like yeah. that which i very much so am uh I, I just think it's really nice. And it's mostly just talking about their curves. Uh, most of the TVs will Which have Which has a lot to do with the, the yeah, rolling. Yeah, most of it's going to have that rolling TV. They have like an idea for a TV that they showcased this year too that Samsung's making that is actually like a roll-and-go TV. Um, it folds out, rolls out into like a full 65-inch TV. Um, That's you can crazy. do 4K television. But it basically rolls up and it has like this fancy carrying case, like almost like a tube like you would post a poster in. <laughs> yeah. Put it in there, post it on. Put it over like a strap, throw it over your back, and then just take your TV with you wherever you want to go. That's nuts. So that's a that's a thing that's coming out. Cool. Uh, AirPlay for smart TVs. So AirPlay Video is Apple's uh, uh, way that they have people being able to support and stream things, like kind of like a Chromecast, oh, Chromecast in yeah. a way. Mm -hmm. um, it's also you can use any of your Apple videos from like iTunes or whatever it may be, all hosted on there. But 
they're going to add it to certain smart TVs coming out. It looks like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and Sony will be soon on there to wirelessly stream your stuff from your Apple products, um, including your Mac, whatever. Just kind of like you can with the Chromecast from your PC or whatever. You can do that now with your Mac directly to the smart TV. It'll be built into some of the ones that will be coming out in the future. That's pretty cool. This uh, this 8K, 8K? 8K 88-inch <laughs> LG... Eight K is uh, is gonna be the future. I still think that we won't see this on a regular market basis for probably another couple of years. Yeah, um, I would say 2020, 2021. We're looking at kind of a thing. Not even affordable. I'm just thinking there. it'll just be out. Gotcha. We might see 2020. We'll see an eight K TV out, but that bitch will probably start like, oh, you want like the fifty five inch? Yeah, you're looking at like five thousand dollars. Yeah, you're gonna see that be the thing that'll probably come out. This 88 inch one that that's way too much screen first and foremost. <laughs> but second of all, if this thing came out right now, I would say they could easily sell this for probably I don't know eight thousand dollars or more. I could see them doing that. That's easily. why it's called 8K. Hey, look at that. Yeah, that's facts. Computers. Love, uh, them. Love computers. All kinds of different new models coming out. We got this Dell XPS 13. Um, I think this one also folds backwards into uh, a completely touchscreen tablet. That's just like kind of that like setup. the new wave of the future with things. Razer announced their new Blade 15 and uh, 15 Advanced Edition. Uh, Razer's obviously a big gaming PC, just packing more into smaller spaces. That's not Razer like the phone. That was Motorola that made the Razer phone. Motorola did make a Razer phone, but Razer, the company, the gaming company, mm-hmm. actually does make a phone now. It's oh. sold on AT&T. They have a Razer phone. spelled this way. Not uh, RZR. RZR was yeah. the other one. Yeah, That's but right. that was that yeah, you're right. Motorola, that was on okay. uh on Verizon only. But yeah, uh sure. yeah, this one's an AT&T. They have an AT&T phone and they just released the Razer 2 no, this last uh this last, I think, October or something to that effect. Cool. They they seem like really cool phones. They really boast like playing games on your phones. Samsung's got the Notebook Nine Pro, uh, following suit with the Note Nine. Um, all of these pretty much have the same kind of sense to them. Uh, just more current tech into it, packing it into a smaller, slimmer, yeah, slimmer container, or sure. it'll be that kind of hybrid mix between, you know, you have your Tablet, tablet mixed. Yeah, with a laptop. Yeah, I like that. Wearables. We've got Withings Move EGC. I have no idea what I think that said. Mixes with your Apple Watch, Apple huh. Watch Series Four EGC app. I have I no know. idea. It's like a health correlated app. It looks like health is good. Health is good. Oculus Quest. Um, so Oculus is the VR, kind of the main driver of, of VR. Like Oculus big... makes uh, VR. As you can see, HTC now makes the Vive. They still make phones as well too. That they were a big the, the Droid, the Droid Incredibles. Yeah. Uh, they they they've made the Vive. Uh, the whole point of what people are trying to do now with VR is make it more user-friendly and more affordable so we're looking at like oculus has the oculus go out now um essentially it's basically just a headset only wearable tech you can bluetooth controller to it that comes with it and it's i think like a 300 or 400 price point this is basically going to be like a upgraded version of that you're going to be able to do a lot more with it the whole full vive or oculus setup that you would normally have if you have like the big huge developer edition that they have um, which I think is only like $500 now, which is actually a lot more affordable for the VR setup. But those will incorporate you actually plugging into your PC. Um, you have these 
I forget what they call them. They're almost like weird diamond-shaped looking things. And those are like your motion trackers. Oh. And they give you a set of them to put in your room. And almost basically does a virtual box in your room. So that way you can have your room to That's stand cool. up, do what you're doing, put on your headset. Yeah. And then you have your controllers in your hands. And you move yourself around with all of that. And that's how typical VR works whenever you have like the full big boxed version of it. Um, that now is basically, they're trying to make that not the case. They're trying to do a more user-friendly, easy-to-use uh, version of VR. And There's all of a, those, you're either going PC or they're going to a, a tablet device. I mean, a, not a tablet, but like an Android or... A a lot of VR headsets now that you'll see, they will use like a like an Android phone or something that effect kind of pair with. Um, most of them do use PC. Most of your VR tech is is the big PC the based stuff. Yeah, is, and, then, is and none of that really like crosses over into the gaming era. Like, and I mean gaming, I mean like the like PlayStation's it's, and the and Xbox. It, those are separate. You know, PlayStation has their own. Yeah, they have the PSVR headset. Uh, apparently rumored, which it, it's been rumored for a while. Um, Microsoft's been working on one called the HoloLens. It's supposed to work with PC and with the Xbox. Oh, cool. um, and it's supposed to use more kind of augmented reality mixed with VR. So you actually would see things like in the room as it is in the room kind of a thing. Interesting. Um, one of the concept videos that they had a couple years ago for the HoloLens was Minecraft in real life. So you could like look at a table, set the table space as your play area, and you could basically have like the Minecraft world would be set up on that table. And you could use your hand to touch it. It would know that it was there. Mm-hmm. Touch like a block or something like that and move, move them, them around. Almost like Legos in so real life Legos. kind of a thing in a way. That's cool. Um, but it's all completely augmented reality at that point. I got a friend that was telling me that he uses uh, the VR. Um, and essentially, you know, they, he and some friends, they, they go and they will put on like a persona. And they'll become like a different person mm-hmm. like in there. And they'll go to like these areas where you can chat with people yeah, and yeah. talk VR to people chat, and everything. The VR like, chat rooms are very popular crazy. still right now. I did not um, realize that. I was like, yeah. that's like fucking Ready Player One. Like, you're uh-huh. in the Oasis. Yeah, that's and, exactly uh, what I did not know there. that. Um, more games are starting to try to do VR versions of themselves, too. Not just first-person games, either. You see a lot of third-person games, like... Uh, I don't know. I think we talked about it not too long ago, maybe that Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a version of it because it's a third person game that you're actually still watching at third person. Um, but it gives you this sense of openness with the world because you are actually the one that's able to like look around the world in the space. You still have the character centralized, but you can actually look around and see everything as Somebody's it's going like, on. They're your bodyguard. So, yeah. Like, you know, like you're, you're helping them, you know, yeah. and you're kind of like looking around more so. So there's a lot of games that's that are doing that too. That aren't just first-person games, mm-hmm. but I think first-person kind of has always been where it's at. Sure, that makes sense. Transportation. Uh, the Velo Voyage, a VR experience uh, in traveling. That sounds safe. Uh, VR. You wear a <laughs> VR headset, and it allows you to remotely travel, I guess, anywhere you want to go. Oh, like, like a passenger, passenger in a car, car kind of a thing. Disney and Audi, Audi uh, in-car VR as well. I guess it just gives you that experience of different things remember how you used to play i spy and read a book during a road trip i guess maybe they're going to do interactive shit that you're on a road trip and you're in your car That's and you crazy. can interact with it as it's going on how long until somebody's driving a car trying to do that <laughs> obviously yeah we've also got like google assistant ride and stuff like that everybody yeah. everybody's working on their own self-driving cars those were there another thing with the vr tech that i seen off of the show floor that they didn't market on here um they're starting to get uh 
instead of just the controllers like the that they have that you use things mm-hmm. with on the VR, um, they're starting to get gloves that have haptic feedback. So you can, have, you can actually use your fingers to like grab things and you will feel what you're grabbing because of the haptic feedback. So if you're in the game and you're picking up a coffee mug, you'll actually feel like you're holding a coffee uh-huh. mug with the gloves too. So you'll ah, have so that. Be you know, so same thing potential with like, for having with sex like in guns and stuff like that too. You'll actually like feel like you're holding the gun while you're just doing this with that. Yeah, the sex you VR might, sex. I would assume that there's going to be some awesome Japanese games that'll let you slap around some anime chicks' boobs and it'll feel <laughs> like you're smacking boobs. Um, wow. But that's the that's that. Cray cray. You have any other news like at it. all, or are you you newsed out? I'm I'm newsed out, my friend. I'm, Let's, uh, I've uh, that's all the news I've got. That uh, as they say is fit to print on my side. Uh, if you want, we can go over this list. You know we can absolutely. And Most we'll, anticipated comics of 2019. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll, uh, we'll 19 such a weird amount, but I guess we'll, it makes uh, sense for the we'll, year. Yeah, 19 for 19. Yeah. Then we'll skedaddle the fuck out of this bitch. Absolutely. And Sounds we'll great. Come back next week with some personnels. Love it. Uh, the debut of Wonder Comics. Yes. We talked about that, I believe, so, at one point in time as Wonder well, too. Wonder Comics is Brian Michael Bendis' uh, mm-hmm. his imprint, and he's going to do some kind of some young uh, yeah, superhero is... type things and all kind of geared towards the, the kid side of things. Teen heroes. So we'll have Superboy, Robin, Wonder Girl, Impulse, all of those characters. Yeah. Cyclops and Wolverine X-Men. Huh, uh, interesting. Recent relaunch of Uncanny X-Men is still in the midst of a weekly 10-part epic called The X-Men Disassemble, and they have a new crossover event called Age of X-Men. This is very, a very spiritual successor to Age of Apocalypse from 1995. Interesting. So that'll be cool to Artwork have. looks cool. I don't know who's doing the artwork on that, but I like the like the style of it. It doesn't look like this. It doesn't say everything on there uh, where Nate Gray reigns over the utopia of most X-Men. Okay, so. Interesting. Transformer is getting a relaunch this year. I knew year. that was going to happen. IDW dropped it. It was like, this is, we're done with X or with our X-Men. With Transformers uh, about a year ago or so maybe, and they mm-hmm. were finishing up some shit. And, uh, I mean, when you have a title like X... Uh, Transformer. Then what's wrong with me? We just talked about X-Men, so I get it. <laughs> like Transformers. You don't usually let it sit on the uh, shelf for too long, so I had a feeling they were going to do something. This looks very classic, though. I was going to say, this art style looks classic. very 80s animation, almost, yeah. like like it was, like the classic cartoon. It looks cool. Buffy Goes to Boom dropped off of uh, Dark Horse Comics. That's So I guess they said that the Buffy ran from here from 2007 to this year yeah. has been that's everything that's happened past... The actual initial series. Yeah, they've called them seasons. They've been like season whatever yeah. and everything. So this one's actually going to Boom Studios, and this is going to reboot the franchise, but instead of being in the 90s, it's going to be current date. Okay, so, so it's, it's going to be Buffy, but in 2019. Yeah, Buffy, 2019 Buffy, and but still the same, the same characters. characters. So same still Willow. Willow, same Xander, same... Uh, what's Charisma character's name? I have no idea. I've never I watched remember. Buffy. Doomsday Clock Finale. Um, I believe it when it happens. That book's been notoriously late ever since it started to come out. So we'll showdown see. between Superman and Doctor Manhattan. When we when uh, I feel like the world's gonna fucking implode <laughs> in, the, in this comic. <laughs> this says it's mid mid to late twenty nineteen. Um, it's vague because would you say the Dooms clock Doomsday clock is the uh, the George R R Martin Winds of Winter of comic books? <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> it is. I mean, comic books always have late things because you're dealing with writers and artists and how all that plays together with handoffs but this book has been one that they could have perhaps been a little bit more uh prepped on the front end uh, i wonder so if they'll try to push late. it out for sure this year because of everything that's going to be coming down the pipe with watchmen like 
Watchmen, the TV series, Perhaps. is going to be kind of more of a forefront once they actually show a trailer and have more information with it. So maybe they'll want to try and get more Watchmen-related content be. out, kind Could of be. to make people hype for it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Epic Marvel relaunches. Relaunches. I'm not familiar with Epic Marvel. Uh, uh, I imagine see. it's just a, a kind of the same as when they did Marvel Knights. Uh, just like a, a different take on these different characters. Yeah, it looks like it. Daredevil is mentioned in it. Uh, Magnificent Miss Marvel. So I guess Marvel, we're just kind of getting like a reboot of they, these other characters. They reboot Maybe Daredevil. this is what they're talking about with Daredevil. They're just going to reboot Daredevil again. They just uh, they reboot their, their comics. Every, there's a no, new number one like every six months from Marvel. More DC books from Bendis. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's kind of more. Is that correlated with Wonder Comics, or is he doing other stuff? Apart he's also from that? doing other stuff, yeah, because he's got I Batman don't Beyond. Know Ooh, Where's that? right there. Venice will be diving into the world of Batman Beyond hmm. and tackling the Legion of Superheroes. I give him a lot. Hopefully, he does good with it. That's, I would be interested in reading a new Batman Beyond stuff. When you start uh, spreading a, a writer like that too thin, their ideas don't necessarily become uh, super uh, original. Revisiting the Magicians. Um, I never watched the TV show. That's a TV or read show the I've been interested to look into at some point. Is it, it's on Netflix now too, from is the it? earlier seasons. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's cool. So this is revisiting some of the other characters. Yeah, I don't know anything. Comic about book that. realm in July in the form of the Magicians. Alice's story. She's got a gear on her booby. That's all I know. She sure does. She got. She's got gears for boobs. Gear. I'm geared in. We're loading. We're loading Patriot Two. DC's Secret History. Oh, yeah. That's another book that's going under the black label. Or it was originally going under black label. And it was kind of... Uh, they were doing these Is histories. black label going away? I just don't think it's hitting like they thought it was going to. I'm so not, the first thing was the Batman series that came the out. Batman the Batman Damned. Right? Damned. Batman's Wiener. Yes. That uh, was like the biggest thing that happened for them. And then White the Knight... they showed out their penis. Yeah. White Knight 2. Because White Knight was a pretty big book. Yeah, that came, did did well for them. White Knight Two will be released under that, and then Secret History was another one. And um, this is just kind of a another history book, like another like origin stories of characters you're not very familiar with. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Criminals return. I'm not familiar with criminals. I don't know what that Ed is. Brubaker Criminal is returning in January. That's a team right there, though. Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. So anything they do is usually pretty good. Cool. I've never heard of it. Or read it. Snyder's Scott Snyder's Justice League event. I think this is something they've been leading up to, uh, and one of the big like Snyder stories that he's been wanting to tell um, ever since he's kind of gotten done with Batman. He got to do the All Star Batman, and then he had like this Justice League story he wanted mm-hmm. to really hit with. So I think that this is probably finishing up that. Cool. The Female Furies. I've heard about Tom this. King yeah. and Mitch Gerald's Mister Miracle. Neat. Yeah. They call us enemies. This is uh, George Chakai. It's about his a graphic novel coming from Top Shelf Comics as a memoir hmm. of Takai's childhood that he spent in a Japanese internment camp during World War II. Interesting. So that would be a real neat, like, indie, oh, probably indie one-off kind of thing. Top Shelf's maybe. good for that. I, I like Top Shelf's quality. They do, they do some really good stuff. Really cool to see his take on things. Three Jokers revealed. <laughs> yeah, this has been one that's also... Jeff Johns has been kind of teasing for a while. Um, there's three Jokers at once? Yeah, there's a yeah. There's different versions of it and how that kind of plays in. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's been... Reunite for Batman Three Jokers. 
it's been kind of a, a mini series that's been teased for a, probably the better half of the last uh, better half of the last half of the year. Last half of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Monstrous and Saga returns. Um, I have never read Monstrous, but I've heard like I read the first one trade of, the of Saga. If that's the same Saga that yes, they're talking it is. about. Brian that K. Vaughn Saga. Cool as shit. It is. It's uh, that is a good story. Uh, Monstrous, I haven't dove into, but I hear is one of the best comics that's out there. Also, cool. Uh, both Image books. Um, so you know, they're Conan good. at Marvel. I heard about that too. Yeah, Conan dropped off of Dark Horse and yeah. he got picked up by Marvel. I guess they're looking at having a Conan Avengers team up in oh the weekly Avengers No Road Home comic comic coming this March. All right, Conan the Barbarian fighting alongside Thor and Wolverine. Which, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken. I feel like that's happened in the past when they. Ha- I feel like Marvel probably had Conan early. Like we're talking like 70s, 80s. I'm I've not seeing so much mistaken. news about the. Uh... The Injustice comics with like the He-Man crossover or whatever that's going on right now. That I'm looks that. fucking cool as shit. Like Superman mm-hmm. fighting He-Man right now. Oh yeah, they've had those going on. I yeah. They every once in a while they'll play with that. I guess they have mm-hmm. the the He-Man licenses. Yeah. It just so it seems really rad. They'll do something every once in a while. Batman's birthday bashes this year. 1, Batman 000. Detective number thirty one thousand, and yep. that's uh, what's his face is writing one I of think. them, right? Yeah, Kevin Smith's got a Kevin Smith's got, got a story in there. I saw yeah. the one thing I didn't. Re- it, was it in a podcast where he had said it that he wrote the one thousand storyline while he was like fucking blazed out oh, of his mind? I'm sure he does everything while he's blazed out of yeah. his mind though. Discovering a new world, David Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> new That's world. his middle name. <laughs> it's America's early a comic related toward America's early history, one in which an Andy, American Indian and African musician and a Portuguese sailor are brought together. By a supernatural force. That sounds like a joke set up right there. <laughs> War of the Realms. Okay, so this is all just a big Jason ma- massive yeah. Marvel crossover between all of the areas. Yeah, That's number 19, though. Wow. Oh. We did the list. Some of them were good. Some of them were bad. I, uh, I'm i familiar with uh, the ones that I guess I knew about. Hey. I'm always familiar about the ones I knew about, right? I heard from the grapevine, I it told me... The actual vine itself. The grapevine told you what? From the vineyard. It told me that you and uh, that Thomas Henderson fella Mm -hmm. are playing a lot of shows right now. Do you have any upcoming shows? Um, Let's see. As of this episode dropping, uh, we do have a show coming up on January 26th. Speaking of grapevines, at a winery. Uh, ah! That would be. I, I thought maybe you were setting that up. Yeah, but. yeah, I was. Oh, you were. Did okay. you like that? <laughs> you did a great job. Thanks. Uh, we'll be playing <laughs> on January 26th at Walker's Bluff uh, at the Tasting Room. Mm. Tasting Room's kind of like a. It's like a bar. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, got wine and shit. A in classy it too. bar. <laughs> it's a. It's a classy bar. Uh, why they let us in there, I'm not sure. Because you guys are classy fellers. We are not. That is for sure. But uh, yeah. We'll be there. We're going to be playing from 3 to 6, uh, playing you some 90s acoustic tunes. Um, so, yeah, recommend you coming out and hanging out with us if you are in the in the realm. And if you don't remember that, but you're like, ah, where was it? It's the Can't Get Rights is the name of the band. And you can find us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash can't get rights. If they can't remember the can't get rights, is there a way they can get a hold of you? They can absolutely get a hold of me. I did some <laughs> rebranding, which we'll talk about on next episode. Um, I've got a little bit of whiplash in it all, but I'm at Shad Schubert. 
Um, <laughs> so casual. <laughs> on everything. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll get into that later. But uh, at Shad Schubert on all of the things on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, and our WordPress page. Uh, nice. So everything is S-H-A-A-D-S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. What about you? What about me? If they want to get a hold of you to say, hey, I don't know how to spell Shad Schubert. That's a really fucking long thing. Yeah. Uh, what can they? How can they get a hold of you to say, hey, can you tell Shad this? Yeah, you can get a hold of me at Random Hero XIX on literally fucking everything. Right on. At on on game consoles yeah. on on uh, on uh, MySpace <laughs> nice. uh, on uh, not Tinder. You got I, Google Plus. I I have. I, you could probably find me there on Google Plus. Right on. It might be under Justin Harris. I think a lot of stuff takes your main name on. That sounds formal. Why would you use your first and last name? Well, on anything? because that's just the way that Google works with their things. Oh, okay. So I think gotcha. that's just the, that's how it works. Gotcha. Um, but. Another thing that I was going to mention yeah. is that there may be a reboot in the future. Of what? Coming out. Are you excited for this? Jane Silent Bob? Let me tell you. That was my drum roll. Uh, for the Geek Grab Bag podcast. What? So be on the lookout. It may be happening in the near future. We're working out some stuff. How nice. the cast and crew is going to come together. How we're going to record. Nice. Probably the exact same way. Going to be the uh. exact same shit. Nothing's changed. But... A new number we'll one. We'll have an actual like weekly thing that happens. Cool. So uh, that that'll be something to look forward to. If it, I, whenever it happens, I will let everybody know on this podcast too, and I'll be promoting it more so too on uh, on there on uh, on my media, you know, my tweeting, social, my tweeters, socials, and such like that. So I might be on two podcasts again. Awesome. Uh, which is always a, a treatin' and a good treatin time. and trotting. A treatin' and trotting. You know what? Yeah. Don't let your meatloaf. Yeah. Is that what you're going to do at the end of everyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. Less pervy. I love a, I love a good New Zealand in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel it. I-F-N-Z production.